It's a residency at the House of M's. This is Triple M Nights with Dave Gleeson. This next guy's songs you'll know from Singing in the Shower. Only difference is you don't look like him with your shirt off. He's seriously ripped. So much so that we've made it the first point we've made in this intro. The second being that he's been involved with Def Leppard since 1982. Pretty soon they're touring with Motley Crue. That's going to be a wild ride. Let's get the rock out of here. So we thought who best to chat to him than someone who's been on wild rides touring himself. Dave Gleeso chats to Phil Collin of Def Leppard. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be here in November with the mighty Motley Crue. They're touring the world and elsewhere. And I've got Phil Collin, guitar player extraordinaire from Def Leppard, on the line. How you going, Phil? I'm great. How you doing? I'm very well. Welcome back to uh, Nights with Dave Gleeson here at Triple M. Pleasure. I've seen one leave, one come in. Very <laughs> nice, yeah. We're a little production line here. So, uh, so how's the tour with Motley Crue going? Love it. Yeah? We're having such a blast. I want it to end. Yeah, we... we um get on so great with them and and you know it's two different sides of rock music but presented on the same package which is it's incredible so yeah love them we've known them since 83 and uh just get on great obviously we've all been through so much mm. and we've come out side so it's, it's it's actually really nice to celebrate that as well well sure i mean uh, talking of, of you guys you came uh, obviously long arm um, for the pyromania album in uh, when 1982 you'd had a little bit of success um with your your previous bands girl in particular but what was it like that step up boom to uh to come out with the big albums well it didn't seem like a step up at first i mean the first gig i did with def leppard was a gig that i was playing with my old band girl was the marquee club in london yeah and we was playing empty theaters in england and then all of a sudden the you know, pyramid photograph actually just hit and just blew up on American radio and on MTV. So that really changed everything. And, and you know, it, was, it wasn't just like other rock bands because we looked more like Duran Duran than we did, say, Judas Priest. So it was a, it was a different vibe going off. And, and the record, you know, produced by Mutt Lang was, was drastically different to anything else that was out there. So it, it kind of got a new bracket. There was a, new, a brand new kind of style of rock or something. You know, obviously, lots of stuff. But um, when it it was pinch yourself, I mean, that album just kind of blew up. We we couldn't believe that this was happening. And and you know, I'd mentioned this before, but we we'd done the Marquee Club, and nine months later, we were playing Jack Murphy Stadium, which was fifty five thousand. <laughs> so it went really quick. It was a bit like a a boy band or, or one of those pop eyes that, that kind of all explodes all of a sudden. You know. Yeah, and uh, well, and and after all these years, I mean, you're you're coming up for fifty years in the industry. It must be. And uh, are you a look back person or constantly looking forward person? Both. Yeah, both actually. You have to um, respect what you've done and and know what you've done to get where you are. But the one thing that doesn't change is that it doesn't get any easier. You have to work hard, if anything, once you get some success and i think a lot of people take their foot off the gas and and you can't you know we, we've always we're always quoting you know mick jagger the stones it's like it obviously gets harder as you get older but he's he's seemed to find a way around that and i think that we we subscribe to that kind of philosophy you know yep and um so out on the road it'll obviously be very different now um to, to what it was back then um and what do you do you keep up your training when you're on the road do you is that like part of your whole vibe to keep keep every getting better every day literally every day. and i think um i actually stopped drinking just before 
hysteria came out. So I was 29 years old. And that made a huge difference because I, I wasn't able to, to do that. If I was drinking, it, it would kind of really affect me and kind of, yeah, different person. So when I stopped, that, I was like, I get two extra hours in, in a day. And all of a sudden you go, whoa, this is kind of cool. It's like, you know, you're getting 26 hours. Obviously, it's not that, but it, it, it felt like it. And, and so all these wonderful things started happening because of that. And uh, yeah, and I think just, you know, we're not scared to work hard. We, we, we learned from the the Mutt Lang school of thing. I mean, he was just such a hard worker. I've never seen anyone work like that. And um, and we, we're from very working class background. So our parents, you know, my, my dad was a, a lorry driver and, and you, you took that on. They were like World War II, this value system that, that we actually all encompassed really. And we, we still have it. Was there a time that you thought that, that you'd, you'd had enough? Was there, has there been a time over the journey that you thought, oh, I don't know if I can do this anymore? Only when Steve died, right. you know, when, when, when it happened, it, it, it kind of, you know, I questioned it. It was like, oh, I don't really want to do this anymore. It just felt sickening, you know, doing it without him. But, um, you know, we, we just recorded the Adrenalize album. He'd written some of the songs on there with us, you know, so... I remember going to Joe, to, I don't know about this. And he said, well, we've done all these songs with Steve. we got to at least, you know, put it out there and, and kind of support that. And so we did. We put it out. It went to number one for six weeks in, in the States during the L.A. riot. So and then we just went on from there. And that was the, that was the longest tour we've ever done. And even after all these years, I'm sure that Steve's still with you in uh, in many ways when you perform on stage. Every night, every yeah. night. And obviously we have pictures on the screen so you know i see him every night you know some of these stupid pictures us peeing in a bucket and all of yeah not only with us all all the time yeah and uh so these shows who's going on first are you are you mixing it up who goes on first and second flip flop it every night it it become a thing that everyone wants to go on first because you you the audience is um, it's a really exhausting set both bands and it exhausts the audience, and, and we've noticed that. You know, the, the, so if you go on first, everyone's primo; they're primed. Like if you go on second, some nights we've noticed that they're drunk or they're just exhausted, or it's been hot because it's been summer everywhere mm. we've been. South America summer, Europe was summer, although some of it didn't feel like it. You know, eighty-five degrees. What well, was that in in centigrade? But yeah, we we we're doing that. So it's hot every time, and, and people get tired out. But it's so much fun, honestly. And what about the cross section of the crowd after uh, after so many years entertaining around the world, having so many hit albums? You must have generations of of, of people in the crowd, kids with their parents, etc. Yeah, I mean, you, we always used to say we we want an audience from five to fifty five, and and it's, it's five to seventy five. <laughs> you, you see that, so um, that's great. That's that's what you always wish for, really, and and to. To achieve that and, and everyone, all these people have, having a great time is it's just magical, you know? Well, excellent, mate. Phil, we, we are, people are so uh, primed and pumped for you guys to get over here. This tour is going to go absolutely huge and uh, November it is, so you'll be coming over here for summer as well. Absolutely, yeah. Keep that thing. <laughs> I like it, actually. Of summer, yeah. Follow great. the sun, <laughs> and and just one more. So you got um you got kids. I've I've got a couple of my own who've just started to show an interest in music. Um, what about your kids? Any any um, up and coming musos? Yeah, I think so. I've got five kids, right? And, um, two boys and and three girls. Um, so my youngest, who's five, definitely sings. He's 
been playing all my guitars, well, not playing them, but making noises on my guitars since he was one, actually, or less than that. And then my eight-year-old Charlotte, she's she's got a thing going and she, she sings naturally and picks up thing on, on a piano and she was doing violin. She still does violin and sometimes makes me sit through the, the, the lessons and practices, you know, so that's, that, but she's definitely got saying, and so's Jackson. So they're, they're the two that are, that have got the thing. Yeah, that's great. Is there any guitars you're not allowed to touch? Yeah, there used to be, <laughs> but it's pretty good actually, except when he grabs the whammy bar and so he's plugged in. So it's pretty much fun. Excellent, mate. Well, Phil, thank you so much for joining us. It's been great to have a chat again, and uh, we can't wait to see you on the beautiful shores of Australia in November. Can't wait. Thank you. Excellent, mate. Thank you so much for your time. For all the latest rock news, interviews, and backstage experiences, don't forget to subscribe to Triple M Rock on the Listener app.